You're listening to a Youth Takeover edition of the Remaking Tomorrow podcast, where teens host the program and welcome peer guests. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Remaking Tomorrow, a series of conversations about the future of learning. I'm Sean, and I'm here with Jules. This is a podcast powered by Remake Learning, a network that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning practices in support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change. On today's episode, we'll be talking with two youth guests about our experiences with virtual learning spaces and how we think they may change what education looks like in the future. To start, let's meet our guests. I'm Morgan. I am a freshman at Oakland Catholic High School, and I live in Penn Hills. I'm Lance. I'm a senior at Fox Chapel Area High School, and I live in O'Hare Township. It's great to have you all here today. Now, we've all had some experience with virtual learning through the past couple of school years. Did anyone have an experience prior to the pandemic with virtual online learning? I have not. The pandemic was definitely the first experience like that I've ever had. Yeah, same here. I haven't done anything prior to that. So thinking back through your virtual learning experiences during the pandemic, was it easy to make the transition or was it difficult for you guys? The first couple of weeks, it was like, wow, this is such a nice break, like an extra spring break in there. But uh, soon after that, it became a little bit like, okay, this is like a fun little stint, but I'm ready to go back now a little bit. It sort of made me appreciate in-person learning more than I had in the past. I think it was certainly difficult. It was just something to get used to being on camera and interacting with our teachers and classmates through a computer screen versus face-to-face because it really does make a difference, I think, in a lot of ways in terms of picking up social cues from each other, being able to be attentive. You know, it's really easy when you're on a Zoom call or Google Meet to just shut your camera off, mute yourself, and zone out if you're, you really have that desire. But I think our generation has been pretty attuned to how technology can be used for this sort of thing. So I I don't think it was that much of a shock to my system. As far as academics goes, it was a lot harder in March than it was in November because you had just gotten used to not really being out as much, not really seeing as many people at one time. So it was a little difficult to adjust to using a computer, typing really fast while the teacher was speaking. I always prefer working independently as to doing a bunch of group work. I guess the entire social aspect of school was kind of stripped away, which was difficult to deal with at the beginning of the pandemic. But I never really got the full experience with doing online learning for a long time because of how my school handled the pandemic. I was really in person from December 2020 and on. So I didn't do a lot of virtual learning, but for most of it that I did, it wasn't super difficult. I personally loved online school. I also did like making my own lunches and eating pizza rolls every single day for a solid three weeks, which is definitely an unhealthy choice. But I think having the freedom of doing online school was really beneficial. But I also got to do a lot of extracurriculars and have a lot of great opportunities during my sophomore year, which was the year that we were fully online. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me doing online school because I had so much free time. It was pretty easy to make the transition because I was pretty excited to be able to learn in a different environment, honestly. A lot of the time that opened up, since I didn't have to travel to school anymore, I had a lot more free time. And I was able to focus more on running, which I enjoyed because that's something I really like to do. I thought the most difficult part, though, was in the beginning, my computer was really slow. I was using a school Chromebook, and it lagged a lot. But once I actually got a a laptop, it became really efficient, and it was a really great experience. What are some of the advantages and disadvantages of virtual learning? For in-person, obviously, there isn't as much leeway in terms of what we're able to do outside of the classroom, especially for 
teenagers who have a lot going on, the amount of sleep that you need, and, you know, when it comes to just basic things like exercising and taking care of yourself, the leeway that online learning offered a lot of people was really beneficial. And that's something that you won't necessarily see to that full extent uh, in in in-person traditional learning. I do agree that the leeway could have been an advantage, but personally, and for a few of my friends, the leeway kind of messed us up because it was very structured. We would have eight periods a day and then we go do some sort of activity and then we come home, go to sleep and wake up the next day and do it all again. Having all that freedom, especially having that whole day to myself where I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing or people around me were just getting sick. It was really stressful and it did affect my mental health and it kind of just turned into sleeping all day or just not sleeping at all. Yeah, I agree. My mom, she jokes with me that I've slept for a year and a half, that I've just been sitting in bed for a year and a half, not really doing anything. And I hate to admit that she's right. This year and a half, I felt very, very unproductive and I felt like I wasn't doing anything at all. I did keep myself active, which was good. I felt mentally, I actually felt a lot better. I found out who my real friends were and I I kind of got to realize who I am as a person as well. But I can see the other side of it as like being isolated and not knowing what to do either. So I think it goes both ways with that as well. I think some of the advantages for me, I definitely had more time to be able to focus on stuff that I was actually interested in, increase my skill set in those areas. But I think the disadvantages were in the virtual learning environment, I had to be around my siblings a lot, probably more than I would have preferred. There was always distractions present and It was easy to just talk to them sometimes instead of like being present and doing the work. And that was just something else that I was able to observe and something I had to call out personally to be able to be more focused in virtual. So what were also some of the advantages and disadvantages with synchronous and asynchronous learning? Synchronous learning being done at the same time as the class is happening and asynchronous while the class isn't in session. I definitely preferred synchronous learning. With the asynchronous stuff, it's all on you really because it's even more so than usual. The amount of work that you put in is really going to be what you get out of it. And I don't know if I like trusting myself to do that fully all the time. (laughs) You know, if you really wanted to, you could completely disappear from your school environment, which I think is a dangerous thing, uh, especially for kids who have a lot to deal with outside of school or who don't have the same privileges that I had had during that time. And it's good sometimes to be told what to do specifically when it comes to the high school environment. I do feel like when I was doing asynchronous learning, teaching myself the fundamentals of seventh and eighth grade was really difficult because it's the stuff you need to get into these schools. Teaching myself a new language or something I'm really interested in was so much easier. Teaching myself algebra was boring. Like I really did not enjoy teaching myself these kinds of things. And then synchronous learning was difficult over Zoom calls because it really was still almost still really teaching yourself just hearing it from someone else's perspective because they're not really there to help you out if you have a question. I mean, raising your hand doesn't always work. So I'm a little iffy on both because now I've done synchronous and asynchronous and I can't really say which one I like more because it's all starting to feel like you're teaching yourself most of the time and you have in-person support, online support, or you have no support. Now, what are some advantages and disadvantages of traditional in-person learning? I think number one, it's just you're there and you're committed 
to doing the work there because you're absolutely not allowed to leave <laughs> uh, when you're in person in school. So the amount of commitment that you have when you're in person is unmatched when you're trusted, especially teenagers are trusted to do anything at all on their own. And then I would say the people who I only interacted with in school, those classmates that, you know, I sat next to or only talked to during calculus or something like that, I found I did not appreciate how much those people had an impact on my life, how much I enjoyed interacting with those people on a daily basis, because those aren't the type of people that you think of as your closest friends necessarily, but it makes you realize that those small interactions on a day-to-day basis really do have an impact on your life. And the social experience of just being in school and being with other kids your age and being able to have those small interactions that really can help you a lot. I'm honestly nervous because I was so used to doing online school for literally a year and a half and I had the opportunity to go back and I didn't, which I don't regret that. Not that it was so strict, but it was just like they couldn't go to the bathroom at certain times. It was just like too restricted in a way, but it makes sense because we're also in a pandemic and we don't want people getting sick. But I think the change is definitely going to be weird, like waking up super early I'm not excited for. I'm not sure if I'm going to like going back in person. I think I'm going to miss the advantages of doing online school, like making my own schedule and having the freedom of leaving a class early. If I have a double period in science and we're done with the period, they won't make us stay and I can go and do some homework. But it's definitely going to be a big change for someone who has not actually been in a school building for so long. Honestly, I still feel like a freshman because I'm definitely going to get lost in the hallways and I don't know who to ask because everyone is going to be like, okay, we're all back here for the first time in so long. This is super weird. How are we going to do this? I feel like another disadvantage I noticed is if I was having a hard day mentally, I could just leave my Zoom class. Just a small red button in the corner and I could end my entire school day and just take a break or just not come back, which I don't recommend, but it was really easy to just say I can't do this today. So I don't know if I have that resource anymore now going to school fully in person, if I could just like take time out of my day to completely de-stress from everything that's happened. So that's definitely going to be a small loss, but it also may be an advantage because it kind of forces me to deal with things in like a more productive manner. Because normally if I would just shut off my Zoom call, I'd probably go to sleep. But now I have to like interact with a school counselor if I'm having a hard time or actually tell somebody. That'll definitely be an adjustment. I'm sure that in and of itself will have its own advantages. I think some of the advantages with in-person is that the experience is more real. Whereas whenever you're completely virtual, it kind of puts like a blockage between uh, learning and where you're actually at, which is at your house. So I think being in-person kind of ups that where what you're doing kind of seems more worth it in a way. And that's kind of why I would like to go back and I'm excited to. But I think one of the disadvantages would be that it definitely takes up more time than virtual learning did, just because you have to wake up earlier and you kind of get home later. I think the transportation is what makes up a lot of the time. But I also noticed with some of the classes, they're longer than they need to be in a virtual space. Once you finish the classwork, you can just go away. In the classroom, you can't like leave the classroom. It's definitely different being in person. What elements of virtual learning should be included in the future? Are there any elements that should not be used as well? Something that our generation of students has had to grapple with in our learning experience is just the lack of separation between what you do at work or at school and when you come home. I mean, everything's so accessible all the time. Nothing's more stressful when you can like see your grades 24-7 when you're sitting at home. 
And you don't want to have that reminder sometimes if things aren't going so hot. That connection can certainly be valuable to have access to those things and to be able to email teachers at so many points of the day and, and be reached by your teachers in that way as well. But some part of me wishes that it wasn't such a continuous line from you know what you're doing at school to what you're doing at home, because sometimes it really can feel like you don't have that breathing room that you wish you had when everything is online anyway. Virtual learning kind of forced me to have more connection to my teachers via email or Zoom call, and it kind of forced me to be a little more professional than I thought I could be. I had to learn email etiquette. I had to learn how to, like, look professional over Zoom. It just taught me a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever be using. So I do think things like that could continue in the future because we don't know if something like this may happen again. I honestly felt like a businesswoman the way that I was reaching out to people and constantly going back and forth. And I have to say this summer, I have been slipping a little bit. Constantly communicating with someone is like what I'm going to have to be doing when I'm in my 30s or in my 20s or going back and forth with my teachers is how I'm going to be communicating with my professor in college. So I definitely agree that it did teach, I think, all of us some valuable skills on how to reach out and communicate with an authority figure. In virtual learning, it really did help to learn how to reach out to adults outside of the classroom and how to format an email to them to ask a question. It's great because stuff like that would be really useful going past high school, whether it be in college or whenever you want to email your supervisor in the job you're in. And I think that was a beneficial part of virtual learning. I kind of learned how to add a lot more expression to the things I say in email, but also in person. Because talking about a mask, you can't really tell if somebody's smiling, but also over email, it's really hard to tell if somebody's like angrily asking you to do something or positively doing something. Reminding people that they're doing a good job or reminding them to have a good day. Just the really small stuff that I probably would not have considered without the pandemic really did make a huge difference. Or if I received an email that was like, I hope you're having a great day, just checking up on you that made a huge difference. And I don't think it would have made that same difference if we weren't isolated from everybody else. What is your ideal vision for school in the future? Think about the physical space, the technology used, online teaching methods, et cetera, et cetera. Fox Chapel, we did the hybrid model for a while. I think for the last two thirds of my junior year, I came in person two days a week and the rest was online. I know a lot of teachers and some students as well complained about the headache of that, you know, just in terms of organization of knowing when we're in person, when we're in school and, and planning between the different days. But I think it might not be a terrible idea every once in a while to have a virtual day where you're still learning, you're still being active. So, you know, it's not a full day off, but you have that little more leeway to be at home and work at your own schedule a little bit. Even if it's just one Friday every couple weeks or something, having that one day where kids get to sleep in a little bit and stay at home and just log on to the Zoom classes, I think that could go a long way for some kids. There's been talk for kids having mental health days where, you know, they just take the day off. And I think this might be a good alternative where it's sort of the meat in between of being fully in person and going to school and having one of those days where you just take the day off. I definitely agree. We're all students. You all know that, like, sometimes you have one teacher that you just really need a break from every once in a while. So a part of my ideal space would be a few days of synchronous learning throughout the year, maybe even a week in total. Because you do need space to yourself. You do need time to teach yourself, but you also need time to like make sure you actually know the material and aren't just like blankly listening. 
Having less people in the classroom was a little better for me. Through email and through private Zoom meetings with my teachers, I felt like I understood the material a little better. I could just kind of shout out and ask any questions that I had or if I really had something specific to talk about, I didn't have to wait the entire class period to ask that question. So I definitely would keep the whole social distancing and allowing less people in the classroom because it makes you connect with all the people in your class as opposed to having 25 if you have eight, you know these people, you understand their ideas, and you're constantly talking to them. So that's probably something I would add. Something that happened for, I think, most, if not all, Pittsburgh Public Schools students, we had What I Need Wednesday, and we would have to log into homeroom, and that was it. It was at, like, maybe 10 o'clock-ish. I'm not exactly sure the time. But it was nice because we got to sleep in, and then we had the opportunity to catch up on all of our work and make sure that a last final detail on a project was perfect and just kind of have that break from our teachers and that break from just like the stress of online school. That was super helpful and I think that they should continue it. And I think the teachers also enjoyed it too because they didn't have to go into the building and they could stay at home as well because it's stressful for teachers to have to go into school, teach to a computer, teach to in-person students. Everyone just needed a day to just have a break. So during... This school year, there was a lot of half days. I think they were on Wednesdays, like the last few months or so. And I think during in-person school, whenever there are half days, it would be good if there was like an option to stay at home since it's a half day and just complete the work asynchronously or online. I think that's something that would be beneficial because it would save time and you wouldn't really be missing a lot. And anything that you're missing would just be completed online. That's something that I think would be a good add-on. Before we go, and because virtual learning will likely always be a part of our lives, share one tip from your own experience to get the most out of an online learning experience. In a virtual experience, when you aren't able to rely on others as much to push yourself, you really have to make the effort to put in that extra 20% to push yourself in and not let yourself down. As long as you're pushing out the most work that you can at one point while still being mentally healthy and physically healthy, the world will take what you have. And you can always improve, but it's okay to be at your limit and stop. You don't have to push yourself super far. I would say to keep yourself busy, whether that's reading a book or exercising, just keep your mind moving. So have some sort of motivation for you to want to reach your next goal so you're not sitting in your own thoughts all the time. I think it's important to go outdoors and sort of get away from this online environment all 24-7 because whenever you're on your computer five days a week for the virtual school year, it can definitely be a lot of just staying in one place and staring at your screen. So I think it's important to whenever you go outdoors, whether it's going on walks, uh, hanging out with your friends, just being out in the real world, it can really help you back whenever you're in that online learning experience. Thanks to Morgan and Lance for joining us today. This Youth Takeover edition of the Remaking Tomorrow podcast is a collaboration of Remake Learning, KnowledgeWorks, and SLV Radio Productions. Opinions solely reflect those of the individual speaking. Remaking Tomorrow is powered by Remake Learning, a Pittsburgh-based network of people and organizations that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning practices in support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change. Learn more at remakelearning.org.